0: Unique, yet common-sense opinions on sports, this is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Coming up on this episode of the show, we welcome back from the Captain and Company morning show at OldSchool101.com, and my former WOKB colleague, Chris Hill, the captain himself, will be here to share his very unique brand of commentary regarding sports the captain standing by in the virtual green room and will join us in just a moment. But first, Ooh, what a weird story. we involving former UCF star, Bruce Miller, who played defense for the Knights as a, uh, as a linebacker defensive end, but was drafted in the NFL as a fullback where he was a very good fullback for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, into his career, Uh, you know, he, uh, got picked in in the seventh round in 2011, had five full seasons, but then before his sixth season, he was charged with seven felonies after he allegedly assaulted a 70 year old man. And he pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor domestic violence charge. The 49ers obviously dumped him. He attempted a NFL comeback in 2020 with the Jaguars, but, uh, that did not last very long, so he has not played. Uh, uh, he was uh, suspended for uh, six games by the National Football League. And, you know, now he's got an incident where uh, reportedly he has sent a threatening message on social media to a California congressman that uh, is very disturbing. Uh, almost uh, could be a, a life or, a, or rather a death threat. In that message, if you want to read it that way, uh, that matter has been reported to the Capitol Police. So, you know, again, it's one of those uh, it's a it's a puzzling how, you know, he has seemed to have gone off the deep end, you know, especially after, you know, establishing himself in the National Football League and also goes back to boy, we just don't know, really, really know the athletes and the ones we put on pedestals and you think because, you know, they're a professional athlete. They're just automatically a nice guy and everything's great, but you just never know. And that makes me think of John Morant, you know, who now has had a second deal of being videoed brandishing a firearm after, you know, taking time off and now he's been suspended indefinitely and you know, by all reports, you know, you know, John Morant. You know, it's it's you know, you don't want to judge or be too judgy, I guess, regarding uh, athletes, but the the lifestyle and the money and everything else. Even if they're good guys before they get there, a lot of things can change with those kind of influences. So it's those things that make you scratch your head, and you know, it's. Uh, Again, you know, we just kind of hope Bruce Miller gets himself straightened out and uh, uh, gets his violent tendencies. Uh, under control. All right, it is my pleasure to have back on the show my former colleague back in the days at WOKB Radio, he, of course now the driving force behind OldSchool101.com and A7BN and Sports. Of course, on Old School, he does the Captain and Company Morning Show, weekday mornings nine to noon, and. It is my pleasure to welcome Captain Chris Hill back to the podcast. Captain, great to see you again, man. Boy, I like that uh, George Hill Maroder there. Uh, what, am I writing for the police
1: now, or am I writing yeah,
0: so, yeah. <laughs> for yeah, you? Yeah, you can name that tune. That's why that's why you're the king of the old school, right? No,
1: no, exactly, but... Uh... I certainly it nowadays. <laughs> yes. really
0: it's Yes, and of course, uh, Harold Faltermeyer behind the Axel F theme uh, was involved in this too. I didn't know Harold did the game with Yeah. He was like, uh, he I was. Have- yeah, he, he, he kind of. And you can kind of hear that right here. That has a little Harold Faltermeyer kind of sound to it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, Captain. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you back on the show is, of course, you know, you and I don't see eye to eye in our football teams. Me being a Cowboys fan and you being a Washington football team fan. Um, and in fact, if it, if it were up to me, the Washington team would still be owned by Dan Snyder forever.
1: <laughs> but... Hold uh... it, hold it, hold it. Now, she's See, you're trying to start a fight, so let's just go ahead and take the gloves off. Dan Schneider is a schmuck, okay? This guy is a schmuck. I would tell him in his face. Actually, I've seen him before. We were at, um, God, it was the owner's meeting they had here in Orlando out at the Grand Cypress, and so this was back when Uncle Paulie was alive, and Paulie told me that uh, there was Snyder and he wanted, uh, he wondered if I was going to go up and ask him for an autograph. And I said, no, I want to walk up there and bitch slap him. <laughs> because I knew this man was troubled from back from back in the day. Yep. I mean, I can only think of two other owners that are, well, three. That boggled my mind. Besides Jerry Jones. Yep. It would be, I would have to talk about the owner of uh, the Dolphins. Who told uh, the, the head coach to take. And then there's uh Ursay yep. with the cold. hmm You know, I don't understand the, the the mentality of firing Frank Wright. I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Frank look Frank is gonna roll. He's gonna roll down there in in uh, or up in Charlotte, I should in say. Carolina, yep.
0: Mm. For
1: sure. I mean, even, even Ray Charles could see that one coming.
0: <laughs> yes, he did. I didn't have my rim shot ready for you on that one, but...
1: Uh... Okay. <laughs> no, you got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. But it just... Oh, you know, wow. Some owners... Oh, <laughs> I can't say some owners. Yes, I can. Owners can be stupid. People can be stupid. Just because you got billions of dollars or access to millions of dollars in credit, you can actually be stupid. Yep. In in, in your personal dealings and or with, with, with people. Um, just because you're good with, with numbers doesn't mean you're good with, with people. And those three... Even Snyder's wife, she's, you know, suspect to me. Oh yeah. Because I knew of some foolishness going on, uh, in Washington, um, when Doug Williams was there mm-hmm. and not saying that Doug had anything to do with it. I doubt very seriously, but, um, his, uh, the media relations person at the time had came up from Houston and, um, we talked for um, a while, and I told him I was coming up to a game, um, and I'd like to meet him. And Jacksonville actually was—I know uh, Tampa—they came down to Tampa, mm-hmm. and we met and we had you know a little discussion. And I told him you know at the time we were covering both teams, and uh, you know that how do, how are you doing that? kind of like what we're going to do this year. We did it before. We'll do it again. The only reason we weren't in Tampa the last couple of years is because of Tom Brady and how many spaces they have available in the uh, media uh, area. Versus Jacksonville, there's 200 spots. We've been 191 and 192 for at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and and now we're... uh, what, 60, 64, 65? I mean, we're in the front row now. I don't know how to act. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was, I knew about that foolishness in Washington. And I believe the female that was raising hell is on um, ESPN. Her name is, uh, not e- yeah, ESPN. Dana something Mm
2: -hmm.
1: little short cutie and and I know she was in Washington for a minute so I'm not sure of the timeline but I know that I could picture her raising hell about things that were going on with them and yeah that, that, that puzzle kind of you know the pieces fit that puzzle so to speak
0: yeah, so when you think about this too because um you know when uh, when the uh, announcement of the sale came out I find it very interesting because you know Joe Gibbs who is of course most one of the most revered you know in in not just the NFL but obviously a a Washington icon for his Super Bowl winning years with with Washington you know his statement you know throwing all his support Behind the new ownership of Josh Harris, made zero mention of Dan Snyder. To me, that says so much, you know. Because if anybody was going to at least say something nice, it would be Joe Gibbs, right?
1: <laughs> oh, that that is true. I mean, Joe Gibbs, the only head coach uh, in the history of the NFL to win three championships with three different quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and 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 that was back when Washington was was. We're the damn. Now, you know, almost a dormant. <laughs> but um, it, it wouldn't surprise me. This would not surprise me if somehow uh, the new ownership, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but I know he, he is from Washington. He actually grew Josh, up in. It's Josh, it's Josh Harris. Okay, Josh Harris actually grew up in Silver Spring. Mm hmm. Which uh, you know a suburb of, uh, of Washington on the Maryland side, and so it wouldn't surprise me if they've already talked to Joe Gibbs about uh, possibly you know getting away from racing or stepping aside from racing for a minute. You know, and Joe Gibbs just lost uh, what was it, a grandson, I believe it was, or a son
2: mm-hmm.
1: who died, and. Uh, I think his racing empire could, could do it him for a minute, let him go back to football.
0: Mm. As in some sort of ambassador role, uh, you're thinking front office? Um,
1: anything, you know, anything is possible. But from what I've heard of Joe Gibbs and the few times I've seen him at the track, you know, I still, when I see him, I still call him coach. But he doesn't know me from Adam, house cat. But still, you know, hey, coach, how's it going? You know, hail to the Redskins, and you know, he, you know how how many people I to I would like to know how many people a day say that to him. Oh, geez, <laughs> tons. <laughs> so I, I would think, and especially after one of his his kids, like I said, I want to say it was either a son or a grandson. Somebody died. I don't remember who it was. I'd have to ask uh, Rowdy Magwite, my uh, NASCAR guru. But I
0: know somebody has passed. And and, and uh, there's a grandson that's racing. It was uh, JD, his son. Okay, JD
1: passed. And uh, his his grandson is doing pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I want to say his name is T-Y. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me. We're not surprised.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, probably. You but know. Washington, you know, they need to, they sold the team hooray. Um, they need to get it out of that, that, for the lack of a better term, that blank hole <laughs> of stadium. Because Jack Can't Cook Stadium is as old as Jack Can't Cook. Would have been if he was still alive. Mm -hmm. The place looks like crap to me. Um, I I would be surprised if uh, ladies don't get uh, or or file for uh, uh, damages trying to walk to a ball game in the parking lot and heal. Because, I mean, it's just. Cracks in the in the, the, the pavement, you know, up and up. He moves, you know looking like a volcano is getting ready to go off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. And I was just up there uh, September for the, uh, the Jags game. I flew up, but uh, you know, I, I had a blast as usual. But then again, I can have a blast in Central Booking or and I see you, I mean, I can, I, I'll find the fun, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I just think in a nutshell that, that it's about time. Mm -hmm. So Washington can can try to do something in the next three to five years, which is fine with me because my other team, the Jaguars, I think for the next three to five seasons they're going to be, uh You know, up there with Kansas City. The team to to go after in the uh, AFC. I mean, people talk about Buffalo. But I think Buffalo had their their, their window of opportunity this past season. And they didn't take advantage of it. Mm. Cincinnati is like the sister that looks cute. But there's something wrong. That she's a little crazy. <laughs> you know, a little Karen maybe. I, I don't know, but yeah. you know, Cincinnati is, is a good team, good squad. Mm. But however, you know, they there's another one. Um, let's see who else is a contender. Well, Kansas City, we know about them, uh, and they're they're a class act from top to bottom. I mean, uh, when I was out there in November of, uh, this past season, had a situation in the media room where a friend of mine decided to say out loud that, uh, he didn't work for me. And I kind of laughed at it because no, you don't work for me, but I'm the one that got you in here. So please follow my direction. (laughs) And he didn't want to follow my directions. He wanted to do it his way. And he was pretty much starstruck with all of the people that were, you know, here's Patrick Mahomes, like, uh, I don't know, your dog probably could have peed on him from where he was standing. I mean, we were that close to everybody. Mm-hmm. And Clark Hunt, the owner, was sitting two seats away from me to my right because the person met between us happened to be a friend of his that owned a construction company. Mm-hmm. And so when uh, this person said what he said, uh, Johnny Brooklyn is what we, we affectionately call him on our show in the morning, you know, Clark looked at me like, whoa. And so when the press conference was over with, he actually came around His friend went down the aisle, came back up the other aisle, and came over to me and laughed. And he goes, "You must be from Jacksonville." (laughs) And I said, "Yes, sir. I'm from Jacksonville." Or you know, actually, I'm I'm in Orlando, and we go up and we cover the Jags. And he goes, "He really doesn't work for you, right?" (laughs) I said. there's no way in hell he could work for me saying something stupid like that with you sitting right behind him. <laughs> See, Johnny worked. Johnny has a uh, uh, works for a pest control company out there, and Johnny was talking about getting a contract with the Chiefs. I said, brother, I'll introduce you to somebody out there that will put you in touch with who you need to talk to. And he's like, oh, man, I, I, we can't handle that. That's just too much work. You know, I, I, I was just running off the mouth. Ha, ha, he, he. Mm. Ha, ha, he, he, nothing. And the damn owner of the cheese, I guarantee you when I see him in Jacksonville, week two, he's going to say something to me. <laughs> All I'm going to have to do is look at him. And he's going to go, I know you. <laughs> Here it is. The Super Bowl champion owner. I'm talking
0: to, and I've got people that can't get their subs together. I, I So th- let me uh, actually make a quick correction. It was Coy Gibbs that passed away uh, last year. Okay. And JD had passed away about three years earlier. So he lost both of his sons uh, in recent okay. years. So yeah, maybe, maybe a break from racing might, uh, might, might be uh, good for Joe Gibbs. Um, before we get to the Jaguars, because I did want to talk to you about them as well, you know, as far as the, the Redskins go, so I did hear today, the NFL owners are not going to vote on the sale to this week at their owners' meetings, so that's going to be another month, I guess, before that becomes official. Uh, and, and what kind of celebration do you plan to have when that deal is officially done?
1: Nothing. No Well I might drop on my knees And say thank you Thank you God Of football And then you know Thank you Uncle Paulie I know you had something to do with it Uh, You know looking up into the heavens And thank you Dr. Jerome But no I'm not I've got other fish to fry So to speak so you know, I'm on, this, I'm on the Washington Football Team bandwagon because I've been there for so long. But you know, uh, if I lived inside of the Beltway, that that would be another thing. But you know, now with, with the Jags around and, and with all the other things that are going on, um, I'm not a, a die. I'm not as much of a diehard fan as I used to be got gotcha. you
0: well maybe they'll you know maybe maybe one day you know the uh, you know lord knows they can only go upwards from where 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 they are now with new ownership you you're know. right <laughs> you're right that's all they can do is go up yeah so Anyway, that's a, the end of a dismal era uh, forthcoming. So let's talk about the Jaguars. So it was recently announced that uh, there's going to be some uh, uh, stadium renovations going up there in Jacksonville. Are you going to use your your power of influence to try to convince uh, the Jaguars to come play some games in Orlando? Well, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I see I see Shad Khan
1: on the elevator Ooh, maybe twice in a year, and we actually have conversations. How you doing? How you know? How's our online radio? Tell me more about it. And blah, blah blah. You know those sort of things. Now, here's a man that made his millions or billions from something that everybody has on their car. Most most folks don't know this. Your car has a
0: Well, no, no, not in your case because you've got the pickup truck, right? No, no, I actually my pickup truck finally uh, bit the dust last year, so I I have a I have a new car. So, okay, okay, your car has a
1: bumper, or all cars have bumpers, right? But Sean Conn made his money from coming up with the the design of taking the chrome bumper and wrapping the actual. Uh, body fiberglass, I guess that you could say that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: over top of the bumper so it all looks one piece. Yeah, okay.
0: That's where he made his money. Fascinating. So that, and that, I'm trying to think, when's the last time I saw a chrome bumper, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so you know, this man, is he ain't done.
1: I mean, to think of that, wow, what were you smoking that night? But, hey. <laughs> but he, he's a real nice, down-to-earth person. Uh, I, I've heard uh, nothing but good things about him. And then when I finally got a chance to, to talk to him a few years back, uh, I was, wow. I mean, we had a, a decent conversation in the elevator, and if you've ever been to Jacksonville to a game and rode up on the media elevator, that's the slowest thing. Next to uh, getting a uh, getting a, a, a an annulment of a wedding, but <laughs> I mean this thing, this thing is so damn slow. Well, <laughs> it's a, you're in there long enough to have a good conversation. And there happened to be a media person, um, I don't know where she was from, but uh, it it was funny to me. She was from a black news outlet. Mm -hmm. So as I'm having a conversation with Shy Khan, like we're talking right now,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: her thing was she had to interrupt our conversation. Once she realized there was just two people kicking it, and, or being friendly, and, uh, since she'd get a picture with him, and, uh, she wants to talk to him about some business, and even, um, oh God, what's Mark's last name? The, uh, general manager was in the elevator with us. think thinking Mark's last name. Anyhow, uh, he was a little, Offended by how she became so not belligerent, but demanding of of Shad's time mm. versus me. You know, I'm just talking. You know, oh by the way, and we hit it off, and so I just left um, my conversation in that uh, that realm. You know, I don't like to meet people and, and and you know, hey, I'd like to have a meeting with you. You know, or, uh, you know, trying to wheel and deal when I first meet you. No, <laughs> I want you to to meet me or, or we have conversations so that it's stimulating enough so that the next time you see me or think of me, you want to, hey, where's Chris Ellen? What's the up to? What's the Captain doing? And and, and go from there. I tell my kids this all the time and, and other folks in the industry. You've got to build relationships. If you can't build relationships and friendships, why are you in business? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, why are you covering sports if you can't walk up and talk to, a, to a, a ball player? You know, oh, matter of fact, and by the way, and how, you know, besides the, the typical BS, you know, how's the wife, how's the kids, how's the, you know get that out of the way. hmm But not necessarily go in there, you know, talking stats and all that other stuff. Anybody can do that too. But just be genuine. People know when you're you're genuine.
0: Yes. Well I can and they also know when you're full of it. Well, I know for sure, you know, you're, you're as real as they come. <laughs> what you see is what you get. <laughs> so, so well, I, you know, what What
1: can I say? Uh, look who taught me. You know, after, after good afternoon. I mean, she didn't play. <laughs>
0: All right. So, so the prospect it does exist that that Jacksonville could play some games. I know uh, Gainesville has been floated because it's closer and and whatnot. Uh, that's going to be kind of uh, that's going to be kind of an interesting time when the Jaguars are not playing in Jacksonville.
1: Well, are you talking about this season? They're going to start renovation. I think it's
0: after this season.
1: Okay, because you know they've got the two weeks in. Uh,
0: Jolly old it, London,
1: it, yeah. So I would think next year, and that'd be what twenty-five. This is three and four.
0: Yep. So twenty-four, twenty-five.
1: 24, yeah. 25 I would think that if the two weeks is successful in London, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be there until the renovations are done. Jacksonville will give up two games over there. Mm-hmm. Um, with Orlando, damn near finished on every major road project. <laughs> I mean, four is four is is, is like uh, the Jetsons' motorway now. Yeah. <laughs> you get stuck you get stuck on I-4, I four. I want to know what did you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Versus, you know, years ago, you were a hostage. Yep. Um, The work on 429, that should be all three lanes in the next two years, easily. Yep. And what are they doing on 417? Oh, there's a couple of spots uh, that they're trying to three lane. I think in two years, all of that work would be done. Mm Mm-hmm which would make it a hell of a lot easier to motor around Orlando and then have the Jags come down here and play a couple of games. I think that would be, would be who then? I mean, think about it. We've got enough hotels here to cover that, more than enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the only problem is, you know, the, 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 that light rail is just a, a, a light mess. I, I, you know, I don't know why they put put that in when they should have did a Disney monorail. Mm-hmm. But then again, you we're know, talking about Disney and the governor and World War Three, and I don't even. You're a sports show. You're not a talk show.
0: <laughs> but we're we're pretty versatile here. We can take we can take a little side conversation. But uh, um, but you think about. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting aspect too because yeah, you do mention the the 429-417 are supposed to connect at some point this year. So, yeah, the the ability to draw in-state fans would be great. It also would draw some visiting fans, I'm sure, who'd want to uh combine a you know, theme park trips and stuff like that maybe.
1: Oh, absolutely. There there's money. look, there's money to be made. Mhm. There is definitely money to be made. So it's just a matter of who's going to go up there and pitch it. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, <laughs> I go up there and pitch I'm going to have my hand stuck out because I know it's money. <laughs> but I like Buddy Dyer about, about as much as, well, a Dallas Cowboy fan. So <laughs> let me just...
0: Well well hopefully hopefully that would be uh uh, uh Steve Hogan over at Florida Citrus Sports making the pitch uh on our behalf cuz uh, I know they're definitely interested in trying to get uh, Jacksonville to play here and you you brought up London so I wanted to kind of get your thought what is the the prevailing feeling in Jacksonville about their team playing games over in London. If, if, you know, if you if you could put yourself in the in the seat of a Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, fan base uh, that lives in that area, what do you think that that prevailing thought is?
1: They're scared that uh, one day somebody's going to say something stupid or do something stupid, and Sean Conn will move the team to London. Hmm. He's got enough money to do it. He's got enough support. They built them. They built that damn uh, uh, the second stadium. The what is it? The uh, something spur, which is right off of the expressway, designed. You know, the stadium's designed like a, a for, for NFL action
2: mm-hmm.
1: versus Wembley, which is their soccer.
0: Uh, yeah, that's the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium you're talking about.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, with that being said, I have heard from fans in Jacksonville express concern about uh, the possibility of uh, the team uh, Mm relocating. And as quiet as it's kept, we would hope and pray that that never happens that he would sell the team, but I don't think he would sell the team. I think he would pack him up in the middle of the night and leave, especially if somebody did something really boneheaded in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Without a shadow of a doubt, just from talking to the man, having a conversation with him several, uh, twice a year, uh, you know, like I said, on, on the elevator, he seems like the type that he would do it.
2: Hmm
1: and I would probably I would applaud him. Hey, you're trying to do business in Florida. There's a bunch of knuckleheads down here, and, you know, look how long it's taken them to finally say we're going to do something with this stadium. And the stadium really, in all intents and purposes, is not that bad of a venue. I would think the improvements have to be the, in the, the the luxury sky boxes. Uh, the, the, the fan zone, I love it. That's a crazy man. That is just crazy. Mm-hmm. What, what did Nick Cannon say? Walling out? They, they're walling out over there. Trust. Me. <laughs> um, you've got the pool. How many stadiums didn't go swimming at and watch football? Game? Yep. And especially in Jacksonville, the, the chances of swimming in January are very good.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: <laughs> I, I have not been in the pool yet. You know, but I have been by the pool and poolside. Wow, tiki bars. Oh, girl, you're looking good. Whatever. <laughs> Hold on, what team are you rooting for?
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but you're definitely right I mean you know because this is where it's all at now with with uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, with with pro sports in general it, nowadays it's about how many luxury seats and how many premium opportunities you have
1: it's, I'll take it one step further they're taking a, pay, a page out of uh, Disney's book give a person an experience. Not a good time and experience Mm -hmm. something different from their norm. You know, you get up, you go to work, you you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, do the three S's, get your coffee. I mean, you've got a routine. Everybody has a routine. Yep. But if I change up the routine or do away with the routine and throw something fun and exciting or different you're going to go wow that wow factor that, that's another way of putting it if I give you the wow factor when you go out you will come back mm. and you will tell to your friends and that's what the NFL is doing that's what Jacksonville has done with, have done so far with the stadium they've given you the wow factor Even the product on the field. You know, everybody was riding uh, Trevor's behind. Well, if you traded, I mean, changed changed owners as much as, uh, not owners, excuse me, coaches, I mean, come on. But you knew this kid's got it. He's got it. And I saw it in the Baltimore game last year. Mm -hmm. It, it, It all clicked. That one moment that, my God, it clicked. And once it clicked, he knew, I got it now. And that's why they're, they're, they're a perennial powerhouse. You cannot talk about football in the AFC without mentioning Jacksonville. You can't. No,
0: I don't think I, you know, I know, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, and as soon as they brought Peterson in, it's like, okay, this, this will, this will be something. You know, this is this is not just the you know the the the, the coach in the middle of the uh, the bargain bin. You know, this is a guy that that, that knows what he's doing.
1: Yes, you know, Peterson is, uh, <clears throat> for the lack of a better term, the quarterback whisperer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in a room with him. And listen to how people addressed him, spoke to him. I also uh, in Washington, his wife uh, after the game, you know, she came up and gave him a hug. And honey, it's just game one. I <laughs> heard that. I heard that, and I was like, wow, you know, that's cool. <laughs> it's just game one. One, cool, you know. <laughs> And uh, he seems like I get the Philly special. I, I get he's he's a quiet riverboat
0: gambler. Yeah, and you and, look and you look at how well Nick Foles played for him, and he's been pedestrian for anybody else.
1: <laughs> pedestrian ain't the word. He he should be banging groceries for. Uh, For uh, uh, Kurt Warner. (laughs) This guy, where'd this guy go? (laughs) He comes to Jacksonville, he throws a a touchdown pass, then he gets knocked out of the game, busts his shoulder, and Sean Conner had to pay him, what, $11 million for that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) I'm in the wrong profession.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, it's always a pleasure. It's been long overdue to have you back uh, back on, on my show, uh, and uh, hopefully I will uh, get a chance to uh, get back on your airwaves at, at some point uh, down the road soon.
1: Um, Brother, look, all you got to do is tell me when you're off. Yep. And come on over. All right. That's all you got to do. Tell me that you're off, and, and uh, I, I want to come on
0: the show. All right. Absolutely. We'll definitely, definitely uh, plan on doing that. Uh, hopefully sometime soon. I'll have some time off here during the summer. So I'll definitely, we'll, uh, we'll plan on doing that. And man, my man, I tell you, always appreciate it. To, uh, you know, we, we, we go back a long ways. Uh, even yes,
1: we, we do. When Clark, Clark Road wasn't even thought of. It, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even when I drive over there, I'm like, wow. We really had to go down. The, this was a mud hole. Yes. You know?
0: Yes. Good old Clark Road in Okoe For those who uh, uh, who aren't a, uh, aren't savvy on the neighborhood, but yes, it was a, it was a. Oh, I, I I got my car stuck in that a, a couple of times. <laughs> it, was, I, I, it was it was it was a quite an experience.
1: And 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 Matt saying, don't even stop once you get into once you leave Pine Hills. Don't stop for nobody. Don't even stop at the at the, the circle. Can you get grab anything? Just keep going. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? And then it actually when it, when I went out there, oh my god! <laughs> you know they were testing missiles out there back then. <laughs> it
0: did it did seem like that sometimes, didn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, it was a uh, crazy times back in those days. That uh, and again uh, uh, for uh, folks who. Uh, you know, maybe haven't caught up with you in a long time, and or folks that are new listening to my podcast that want to, you know, uh, get down to old school jams, uh, oldschool101.com, and and of course, uh, you've got the A7BN Sports Empire. Well, I'm
1: it's moving, it's certainly moving. That, that's all I can say. Yes, yeah, so, I'm, I'm enjoying going out to, to NASCAR races, I really
0: enjoy going anytime you want to go come on all right I, I, I'll, I'll jump in on that, that that action and uh and of course uh interestingly enough uh, you also uh rebroadcast my podcast on sunday afternoon so you're going to be a guest on a show on your own station how about that
1: well, there's a first time for everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Captain Chris Hill, Old School 101, A7B in sports, my man. Thank you so much for being on. Always a pleasure. Hey, brother. Good talking to you. All right, now let's close things out with a TV theme. <laughs> Yes, the most known theme song from the Drew Carey show. They actually had three themes up there, of course. In season one, it was Moon Over Parma. Season two, Five O'Clock World by the Vogue's was the theme. And then this little ditty, Cleveland Rocks, a cover of the uh, Ian Hunter song performed by the presidents of the United States of America uh, in a great montage video uh, as they, you know, show uh, the characters of the show throughout Cleveland, and ends at the uh, uh, Cleveland Baseball Stadium. So very, very cool. The Drew Carey Show. It uh, aired on ABC from September 1995 to September 2004. Of course, it revolved around the retail office and home life of everyman Drew Carey, a fictional, a fictionalized version. Of the comedian, and uh, he, of course, uh, created the show and uh, worked very closely with a TV writer and producer, Bruce Helford. And the uh, cast of the Drew Carey show, very, very talented cast indeed. Uh, Diedrich Bader played Oswald Lee Harvey, got the play on the name there. Krista Miller is Kate O'Brien. his is a female buddy and sometime love interest. Ryan Stiles, one of Drew's running mates on Whose Line Is it Anyway, played Lewis. Kathy Kenny played Drew's foil. Mimi Bubick and Craig Ferguson of Late Show fame played Mr. Wick, who was uh, Drew's boss in the TV show. Uh, and, of course, uh, it was a, uh, a show that uh, uh, centered around that office life. At the at the retail store, and uh, a lot of funny funny stuff there. And of course, one of the things I always remember um, was the side hustle they, they tried: buzz beer, combination of beer and coffee. So there you go, the Drew Carey show, our TV theme for this week, and with that, we are done here.